Hello and welcome to the broadcast. This is a ministry of North Harford Baptist Church in Jarrettsville, Maryland. Visit us online at northharford.org. Week five of the Catechism is The Lord is My Shepherd again. So we're in Psalm 23, 4. And you'll see the Bible verse within the answers, so you don't have to turn there. But we're continuing the section in prayer. The first question today is why else should we pray? Remember last week, started prayer and then had some basics about why we should pray. Why else should we pray? We should also pray because we need God to overcome fear. Psalm 23, 4, the very first part. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now, life is full of hard times and scary places. It's full of evil. It's full of death and the shadow of death. That means it's constant reminders that we're all going to die. Only God can help us to not be afraid in the face of difficult things, scary things, evil, wickedness, and death, and violence. Only God can help us to not be afraid. So he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And that's another reason we should pray. We should pray for God to help us in those different situations. How does God comfort us in the midst of uh, difficult times and death and things that are fearful? Well, first, God is with us. He says in the very next phrase, Psalm 23, 4, in the second part, For you are with me. We draw comfort from the presence of Jesus and the Holy Spirit in our hearts. And we pray, therefore, so that we can be more mindful of his presence. So the key, the absolute key, the foundation of all of this is that God is with us. Now, how is God with us? He's with us through Jesus Christ, and he's with us in the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, From Romans 8, 9 through 11, you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If, in fact, the spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Over and over and over again there, in you, in you, in you. This is about you and your soul having a relationship with God. This is about the Holy Spirit dwelling in your heart. This is about Jesus dwelling in your heart. And this is how God is with us. And also Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. So it's not only, guys, not only that God is with us, but that he's promised that he'll never, ever leave us or abandon us. So we should pray to be mindful of his presence, to realize it, to see it, to feel it, to to recognize that God is with us. And how else does God comfort us? Well, first, that he's with us. Second, God protects us and disciplines us. The very next phrase in Psalm 23, 4, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So it's a symbol, right? It's uh, 
the image of a shepherd with the rod and the staff. And that's what the shepherd would have used to fight off enemies, to protect the sheep from, for example, a wolf or something like that. Uh, but also to keep the sheep where they need to be, which is called discipline, right? And the children, you know what discipline is. The parents trying to keep you where you need to be, to teach you that you can't talk this way, but you can talk this way. You shouldn't act that way, but you should act this way. That's called discipline. So God disciplines us. Rod and staff is symbolic of that, a shepherd protecting and disciplining his sheep. We draw comfort from knowing that God disciplines us for our good, And so we pray to help us see just how God is disciplining us in any situation. Any Christian of any age, no matter how long we've been walking with the Lord, knows that that God disciplines us, that he wants to teach us. He wants to help us be mature and he wants to help us grow. But we need to pray to be able to see just how God is doing that, to see what he wants from us. Proverbs 3, 11 and 12, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline. Or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him whom he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. So parents discipline their children because they love them. Because they want what's good for them. They don't want what's bad for them. And that's how God disciplines us too. He's not trying to harm us. He's trying to help us. He's not trying to hold us back from good things. He's trying to help us get to good things. And finally, Hebrews 12, 11 and 13. For the moment... All discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. And that's true, right? If some of your toys get taken away, that's painful. If a little child gets spanked, it's, uh, it's painful. It's sad. It shouldn't be physically painful. It's just to shock them, not to harm them. But it makes them sad if uh, you're not allowed to go do something because you acted up and so something, a privilege of going somewhere you wanted to go is taken away. That makes you sad. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. In other words, discipline will help you to become the person you should be. Discipline, when it's happening, isn't pleasant to the, to the natural man, to the, to the flesh. But God uses that discipline to help us to be who we ought to be. Think of yourself as a lump of clay, right? And think of how much it would hurt to be squished and squeezed and molded and formed because of all the change and pressure that's going on. But what's happening? You're being made into something useful, maybe a vase or a cup or a bowl. That's what the Lord's discipline is like. It's it's. What he says here seems painful rather than pleasant for the moment, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness for those who've been trained for it. Verse 12, therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for yourself so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Well, there's a lot there, but and we can't get into all of it. But basically what that's saying is don't give up. If things are getting difficult, if you're going through suffering, if you're going through temptation and you're feeling weak, don't give up. The Lord is working. The Lord is disciplining you. And he wants to use those times in your life to mold you like a piece of clay to be useful in his kingdom. All right. Next week will be 